Welcome to the Fireplace Podcast, live from our weekly Friday night rallies. If you live in the greater Nashville area, we would love for you to join us 7 p.m. at Harvest Sound Church. This podcast contains our best practical trainings and gripping messages that will compel you to go put Jesus' love into action. This week we're going to talk about worship. Worship is one of the culture values of Fireplace. It's no surprise. It's kind of like an obvious one. But our phrase that we, that we apply with worship is when we lift him up. That's right. Let's say that together. When we lift him up, he comes down. That's right. Because he inhabits the praises of his people. It's, it's, so when I want to say this, preface this as well. It's probably already been said before, but these things that we say, these values, they're not just buzzwords. They're not just things that sound cool because they tickle the ears of humans, but we try to allow these things and pray it into these things to be things that are foundational to our faith, that they're, they're laid out within scripture. So it's not just things that we're just like, hey, this is a cool saying, so let's say it because it's cool. That's not it. We really want to press into the heart of God with these cultural values. So, Lord, let a spirit of worship rest over this ministry. Let it rest over fireplace in Jesus' name. So when we say he inhabits the praises of his people, and we say when we lift him up, he comes down. In other words, we say that we need a desperation and longing for his kingdom and will to come to earth just as it is in heaven. We have a desperation and a longing for his glory and his presence. And those two, those aren't just buzzwords either, glory and presence. Those literally are just describing the fact his glory and his presence is literally him. It is literally him. Sometimes we have to come to to a place, we get so wrapped up in our own mind, we try to complicate things, and we do that a lot. We do that a lot with our mind. But the simplicity of it all, of worship, is Jesus Christ. Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There's nothing else. It is simply him. It doesn't matter if there's music. It doesn't matter if there's a band playing. Every breath of our life should be worship unto the Lord. Amen? It's that simple. So I'm going to go over three points. And the first one, to give us an understanding, we, who knows that if we're going to apply these cultural values, we have to know what they are. Or else we'll just, we're just like the blind leading the blind. Does that make sense? So this first point that we're going to go over and kind of hitting on what it looks like to live a life of worship is offering our whole lives to the Lord as an offering. So pr- some of you probably know this. Who knows when the first time worship is mentioned in the Bible? You can say it. Where is it? Yep. Genesis 22. And some of you may have been like, oh, I never knew that. I didn't know that until you actually look. So let's go to Genesis 22, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. I'm going to start reading for the sake of time. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. 
So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. It's the first mention of worship in the Bible. And so we can see here with this story, obviously we know Abraham and Isaac, the story of Abraham and Isaac. Isaac being the fulfillment of a promise that God had given him that he would give him a son. And his descendants would, would be numerous that would come from him. And so this we can see God, God said to lay it down, to sacrifice his son, the, the promise, the best of the best that God had given him. And so we can see that this is what true worship is. It is a sacrifice. Worship is a sacrifice. It's a life laid down and surrendered wholeheartedly to the Lord. If you look at the word worship in, that, in, the, in the Hebrew, it, it means bow, to bow. And so it's bowing in awe and reverence before our God, surrendered completely to him. And guess what? This is what he's worthy of. I don't have to come up here and try to explain to you guys of the fact, or there doesn't have to be another person that has to lead you into this. The fact of the matter is, Jesus, the Lord, is worthy. I don't have to, I can't, I can't be the one that, that tries to explain this to you guys. It's the fact of the matter. Jesus is Lord regardless of whether or not people believe it or not. He's Lord. He's Lord over all. He's Lord over the living. He's Lord over heaven and earth. He's Lord over all. And he's worthy of a life that's laid down in surrender and sacrificed to him. A life that is sacrificed to him to go and worship him, to lay down our life, to lay down ourself for the sake of him and also this for the sake of others. So this is in to compare these as well, to, to look at this in how this applies, Romans says this. <laughs> Romans eleven thirty six 36 says, for, for from him and through him are all things, and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. And then Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Other, other translations say your true and proper worship. So we can literally see here to present our bodies, our lives, as a living sacrifice. Spiritual worship is an offering. It's an offering of your whole life to God. And I love this, I love this connection, you guys. Um, if you heard me speak about it before, it's not my, it's not my revelation by any means, but Mount Moriah in Genesis 22. Remember it was in Mount Moriah? Well, fast forward years later, 2 Chronicles 3. It's the same land in the same region of Moriah that the temple was built by Solomon. It's the same place. And many scholars believe too it's the same region that Jesus was crucified. Praise God. Praise God. We can see in the actions 
that in the actions of Abraham in Genesis 22, it marked the land of Moriah as a place of worship long before the temple of the Lord was even built. Long before music, long before singing, it said, worship, I and the boy stay here, I and the boy will go to worship. It is a life surrendered, it is a life of sacrifice unto God. And there's nothing against music and singing at all. It's, it, music and singing is such a huge part of, of what we do, unless, you know, if not, then the last hour and 15 minutes of what we just did was just a bunch of noise. But that's not the case. So by no means am I, am I throwing down music or singing. I love music and I love singing. I know a lot of you do as well. All right, second point. Y'all are goofy. <laughs> Second point, by the atoning blood of God, we are now a people. By the atoning blood of God, of the Lord Jesus, we are now a people. And I want to go back to this, to the, the phrase that we have, when we, when we lift him up, he comes down. And he inhabits the praises of his people. This comes from Psalm 22, 3, and it's actually... This actually surprised me. I looked and I couldn't find a translation that actually said he inhabits the praises of his people. But Psalm 22, 3 says this, Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And I think oftentimes, this is beside the point, but by no means do I think that we have replaced Israel in any way. We, we take part God has made a covenant with Israel, and now as Gentiles, Romans talks about this, we have been grafted in in our children of God, sons and daughters partaking in salvation and eternal life of God through Jesus because of the blood of Jesus. And so we get to take part in this. He rides in on the praises of his people. Now we are called his people because of the blood of Jesus. We're now his people. Jesus has made us to be a called out people, the church, the ecclesia, people that are called out, called out of the world for his possession and for his glory alone, for his glory alone. This is the other scripture I want to look at. If you want to look, uh, look at this, this is a big one. First Peter 2, verses 4 through 5. We're going to look at those verses first. Verse 4, starting in verse 4. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a royal priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And then 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10, let's jump over there, talks about Christ being the cornerstone and a stumbling block to those, who, to those who deny him. But he says this about us. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Everyone say that, a people for his own possession. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We were singing about that. Into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. It is so good. 
There's, two, there's three different things I want to look at here. He's called us to be a royal priesthood. So therefore, look at what does a priest, priesthood do? What do, they, what do priests do? They minister. Exactly. That's what worship is, is we are to minister to him. He's called us to be a minister of the Lord. Whether you play a musical instrument or not, that does not disqualify you from being a worshiper of the Lord. <laughs> Cowboy hat and all back there, Bailey. I love it. It does not disqualify you from being a minister, a worshiper of the Lord. I want everyone to understand that, that worship is far beyond just a genre of music. I, th- I believe that there's great things that are in the world now, but we've comp- compartmentalized and almost anthropomorphized a lot of things of God. We're really, we are all to be ministers unto him. I've heard someone say this before, that it doesn't matter what the, what the worship band is doing, you know, but when the people of God in a congregational setting actually realize that they're a priest, a priesthood, and that they are to all minister to God, those are the most powerful moments of worship. When everyone is led by the Spirit of God, realizing, I'm to minister unto you, Lord. That's where we see when we minister to Him, the byproduct of that is ministry to the people. Because His presence, His glory comes. And the presence and glory of God is miracles. That's when people are delivered from from demons, from drugs, from whatever it may be, addictions. That's when we see healings. That's when we see all these things that we want. We don't chase those things. We chase the Lord. We long to minister and worship Him with everything that we have. The byproduct of that will be the ministry of the Lord to the people. Don't get it twisted. Don't look for the other thing, what God can give, before seeking the blessing Himself, which is the Lord in His face. He's made us to be a people for his own possession. When I think of that, oh, it, it's such a powerful thing. I've been meditating on this scripture for the past probably six months. But a people that are fully his, fully his possession. He's made us to be fully his. So we are to fully give ourselves over to him. Fully give ourselves over to him. I just wonder, you know, I believe that we'll see it, what it will look like. We'll see it in the new Jerusalem when we're living in glory with him. But, but. I believe that there will be from glory to glory, the Lord will lead us and give us a conviction of who we are as a people for his own possession, fully giving ourselves over to him with everything that we have and worship. Praise God. And it says to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. This includes in a congregational setting when we're literally, we're singing songs to proclaim. It's, it's not a quiet thing. It's not a hold it to yourself. It is to go and tell and shout, sing it aloud, sing it with all your might, shout it with all your might, share it. The fact of what Jesus has done in your life. Proclaim those things. It's an act of worship, ministering unto him. It's not quiet. It's not silent. You're wanting to bring other people into this news and the knowledge of this. So when we even go out to Broadway, that's an act of worship because we're telling other people of the excellencies of God. It says this in Hebrews 13, through Jesus, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips 
that acknowledge his name, the name of Jesus. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. So it's connecting it earlier to what we were talking about. Worship being a sacrifice. Literally, a sacrifice of praise to God is lips, our lips that profess his name, the name of Jesus. That's offering of worship unto him. Is this all making sense to you guys? I know it's, it's, it's a lot and it's deep, but we have to understand that we can't just apply it to certain parts or certain days of our life. But remember what we were saying earlier, every breath being worship unto the Lord, even, even by the power of the Holy Spirit to take every thought captive and allow every thought. I, that's something that I long is for every thought that I have to come into alignment with his truth and to say, bless you, God. I love you. Something as simple as that. Bless you, Lord. I love you. The last point that we'll look at is the simplicity that Jesus is the center of worship. Jesus, the Lord alone. He is to be worshiped. He alone is worthy. You know, we look at the book of Revelation. I think that's the pretty obvious one that we think of for worship. Revelation 4, Revelation 5, talk about the throne room of God. It's this, it's this simple. Everything is about him. Everything is about him. All attention is on him. It shares about the one seated on the throne, the Lamb of God, sacrificed for us. And then even when it shares about the other, the other things, the other creatures, the four living creatures, 24 elders, the angels, the saints, even though it talks about them, it shares about their actions in response to the one seated on the throne. It's all about him. It is all about him. Our lives are to be all about him. A sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of worship to him. He alone, in times of corporate settings, it's not about us. It's about him. It's about ministering to him. I'm not against what the Lord can do for us, but it comes from seeking him. It comes from seeking him because then he comes. When we purely offer that up to him, he comes. I want to I say this too, and then I'm going to have Colby come up and share a, a quick testimony, and then we're going to wrap up and pray this over ourselves. But I want this to be something... Um, I don't think we've ever really talked about this other than privately with um, some of those who uh, help out with worship here. But I want this to be over all of us because we're all worshipers of the Lord. But I want to I clarify this. High praise, not hype. High praise, not hype. To even give you guys different language to think of, now, I'm not against, you know, saying like, man, that was so hype about, you know, something. But, but I think we have to make a, make a clear distinction between the two because I believe that there's a difference. And I believe that if you have discernment within you, you can discern the difference as well. Hype is born of the flesh and is not sustainable. High praise is born of the spirit in response to who he is and is eternal. I'll say it again. 
Hype is born of the flesh and is not sustainable, but high praise is born of the spirit in response to who he is and is eternal. It doesn't matter what's going on around you or if your friends are doing it as well. You know, I believe that there's times of high praise, you know, like David swinging and dancing before the Lord, undignified. That's high praise. That's high praise because it's all focused on him. I believe that there's times where we just look at him and we can't control ourselves because we know that he's called us to be a priesthood. Because we know that he's called us to be his possession. Because we know that he's called us to proclaim his excellencies in all the world. And this isn't just something, Colby, you can come up here. This is, when we lift him up, he comes down. This isn't just something that's, that, that we talk about, like I was saying earlier, like buzzwords. There's been times where we've seen this happen on Broadway. We know that this is scriptural, but we've seen this happen on Broadway, where we've seen crazy things happen when we've been uh, worshiping downtown. Obviously, testimonies of evangelism, but literally when we worship down there, there's been crazy things that happen. Colby, let's share about it. Yeah, one, one quick testimony. Yeah, <laughs> love you, Robin. <laughs> one quick testimony from Broadway. We were gathering and worshiping outside of Margaritaville, and there was a man that rolled up in a wheelchair. And I was like, man, I'd love to see the Lord heal this guy. And so I got my buddy Kyle. We walked over. We started talking to him and found out what happened. He said he had actually been attacked at the park uh, earlier in the year by a man with a hammer and a knife. He was paralyzed from the waist down. He was in a coma for multiple months, and when he woke up, he couldn't move. And so he was rolling around. He's a homeless man. He was in a wheelchair rolling around, and I approached him, talked to him about it, asked his name. He was kind of slurring his words, and he took off his skull cap, and you could see his skull, literally. Like, you could see where the damage had been dealt. And he had no hair or skin right there. It was crazy. And so I said, man, do you mind if we pray for you and believe that Jesus will heal you? And we're kind of excited. And he looks at us and goes, nope, not at all. I don't want you praying for me. I'm like, man, really? I, I just, we just want to bless you, man. We believe the Lord can heal you. When was the last time you walked? And he said, three months ago. He said, but I don't want your prayer. I just want to worship right now. And this is happening as our whole group is worshiping. Me and Kyle are just having this dialogue. And so we stood next to him. And as we were worshiping, he put his hands up in the air. And then in one moment, he grabs my hand, grabs Kyle's hand, and he begins to stand up. And then he looks at me, and his eyes were big, and he sits back down. And I'm like, bro, you're, the Lord's healing you. When was the last time you stood? He said, before I got attacked. And, and I said, I said, the Lord is healing you right now. You just stood for the first time. Let's see if you can walk now. Let's take a step. He goes, okay, but the Lord's doing this, so I want to do it on my own. So he wheels over to this light post, and he puts his wheelchair up against it, and he grabs it. And in front of our whole group on Broadway, we have it all on video. It's amazing. He stands up, and then he starts to walk. And then he starts to worship. And it was incredible, but that is the power of worship and when the presence of God comes, he really, how many of y'all know, he really does not need us. He desires to work through us because he's a relational God, but he really doesn't need us. And when his presence comes, there's the power to heal. In Acts 5, Peter, there's stories of Peter walking down the street in his shadow healing people. See, 
I want to propose, and I've heard ministers say this before, it wasn't the power of his shadow, it was his lifestyle of worship that had the presence of God on it, so that when he came close to people, that presence and overflow of worship and that presence of God is actually what healed people. The shadow was just a measurement of the distance. And so that's just a testimony of how Yes, it can be in praise, in song, in worship, but it can also be in just living this lifestyle of worship that Evan was talking about. This lifestyle of, we lift him up, he comes down. Lord, I'm going to lift you up when I wake up in the morning, and I know as I go, you are with me. You will never leave me or forsake me. And that presence goes and heals and transforms. You will be surprised if you are just aware of that every day, how many people will just come up to you and be like, man, there's something different about you. What is it? Man, I just felt this peace when I'm around you when you're talking. It's the presence of God. When you lift him up, he comes down. So that's the testimony. And Evan's going to pray for it. Yeah, let's all stand. Praise God. Let's all stand. Let's pray into this. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. Lord, here we are. Lord, surrendered. Your sacrifice, God. We just give our lives over as a sacrifice. You can feel free to bless the, bless the Lord as, as we're praying, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, God. We thank you that you've called us to be a people of royal priesthood, your own possession, Lord, to declare your excellencies, how you brought us from darkness to marvelous light. Lord, I pray that a spirit of worship would rest on us. Lord, that our lives will be given completely over to you, Lord. It doesn't matter if we're being led in song by someone else. It doesn't matter if there's music, Lord. Let every breath of our life be worship unto you. Let every heart posture be humbled before you. Let it bow before you in humility. Surrender to you, Lord. I just pray a blessing over this group of people that we will walk in worship, realizing that you are the center of it all realizing that there is one to be worshipped who is worthy. Lord, convict us. Give us the conviction of your worth. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to us. Reveal yourself to us in greater measure than we have before. We bless your name. Lord, come be with us tonight as we go and extend our worship by declaring by the word, by the gospel of Jesus, the good news of your death, your resurrection, and your return. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.